Hello, and welcome to a holiday episode of Total Space. This one's a bonus episode, unplanned. And this is going to be released over the holiday period. So, today's topic is going to be about Total Space itself, and how we got to be here. It's been two and a half months since we first started. And, uh, fun fact, I didn't actually used to be part of the original people who started it. I joined later on, and so did Kage here as well. But to start it off, to start at the beginning, I will let Nut start, because it was his idea from the very first. Hello guys, uh, Space Nut. You probably know me by now, I like to linger around this podcast. Um, no, about, about 20 months ago, me and Benno, Jetson guy on Twitter, really worth following him. Had this crazy idea to become content creators. Uh, we were doing a, a lot of research at the time for a couple of space brands, and a lot of the information, like you know, they, each and every one of you guys worked for alternative space brands, not just Total Space. So you understand that a lot of the research just can't possibly fit into a show. And so I said to Total, uh, said to Benno, not Total. I said to Benno at the time, wouldn't it be cool if we started a brand? doing YouTube or a podcast or something crazy like that. So Richie responded, podcast sounds good. And naturally, I've got some confidence issues being on camera. Podcast seemed great. We decided on names, images, COVID hit. It went nowhere. Benno's time became more scarce due to real-world commitments. And it just seemed like it wasn't going to happen, really. I attempted midway through the year to start laying some groundwork on it, recording on my own. Uh, being on to it. If you've ever recorded on your own, then you'll just 100% get that it's no fun. So instead, I muddled on it a little bit more, uh, got upset at the fact that I wasn't producing content when I really wanted to make that push. And so I reached out to a few awesome space nerds that I know, and the rest is history. Yeah, yeah. I mean, around fast forward from your time last year, around about uh, July. We about the summertime. We were all just chatting away on Discord and Twitter and everything else. Um, I got in touch with yourself, uh, Space Nut and uh, Miko a little bit, and then it was just kind of like, let's just do it kind of thing. Let's just stop doubting ourselves and second-guessing and everything. Let's just do it. If it's bad, it's bad. If it's good, fantastic kind of thing. Let's just do it and just see how it goes. First one's not going to be perfect, um, and that's when uh, it's just myself, Space Nut and Miko pretty much got together, and you and Miko are done a separate episode as well just as kind of like laying the groundwork to get the ball rolling really yeah for me it started like few few weeks before space nut actually he mentioned the podcast and asked me to be part of it first i was not really going for it but then i started thinking about it and a couple of weeks after I said that let's record and not too long after that we actually recorded a deep dive episode and the audio on that was so bad. After that I ran into the store to get a new microphone and pretty soon after that we recorded uh, the actual first episode with Ryan and Space Nut. Okay, so and then from those first couple of episodes that you did, uh, SpaceNet, at what point did you feel that becoming multiplanetary needed to be a thing? I mean, 
becoming multi-planetary was always going to be a thing. Early on, I said I needed three shows, and I was fairly insistent on three shows. And I always said I wanted to make a community podcast. I wanted to get as many people together talking as possible. Yeah, I like that everybody's got a space story, and I like the idea of everybody being able to tell their space story. Becoming Multiplanetary was a community podcast before it was a podcast. You know, I always knew there was going to be three shows, even before I managed to convince the other guys to do shows one and two. I always pictured three shows, and uh, I think Becoming Multiplanetary, I think with, between you, Rich, and Cargay hosting it, I think you've done an amazing job, and it's, it's really become the community podcast feel that I wanted. Well, actually, the, the, about that, um, prior to Cargay coming along, actually, we tried Becoming Multiplanetary once, and it didn't do so well. Uh, to the point of we put a reformat and a rebrand on it um, and it was dur- during this period during the rebrand that I approached Kage and asked whether he would like to be a permanent co-host because I believe you did guest on something I don't think it was a was it a becoming multiplanetary that you guested on first okay so so th- it was actually after the rebrand then so we, we rebranded and then you guessed it on the first show after the rebrand and then that's when I approached you asking if you wanted to become a permanent co-host. Yeah, that was an, that was an interesting uh, period because um, I had heard about the, uh, the whole Total Space program of uh, the, uh, the podcast formats and the uh, establishment of it. I came in actually quite late into the story and Originally, it started where I uh, reached out to uh, to SpaceNut, and I was like, "Oh, this sounds really interesting." I I used to do podcasting way back in the day, and I kind of I kind of missed doing it, and I wouldn't mind doing a guest spot from time to time just to you know chat about space stuff. And so I came in as a um, it was it was kind of sort of guest, kind of sort of like um, I. Let's let's try this out, uh, sort of thing, to see if uh, it would it would work for me. And when I did the first episode of becoming uh, multiplanetary with you, after that, I was like, "Wow, this is fun. I like this. I I, I think I might want to do this." And ever since then, I've been a permanent co-host with you on it. So uh, yeah, thanks thanks for uh, having me along with this. It's been um, it's been a hell of a journey. It's been uh, uh, really interesting, especially especially the fact that. Rather than getting into all the the technical details, which uh, Miko is absolutely fantastic about, or getting into the um, uh, the the week to week constant news uh, stream that happens, which uh, Ryan does an amazing job with, uh, I I always like to be a little bit more forward thinking. Look at um, what is the 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 philosophical. Uh, outcomes of the things that we do. Why do we why do we focus on space so much when we have so many problems here on Earth? And it just became a really interesting uh, outlet uh, for me, for all of us, really, to focus on the brighter side of life. What what is what is beyond just our own uh, our own planet, our own atmosphere? Uh, what are the next steps for humanity? And it's um it's a really fun thing to be a part of. It's it's really especially looking at how 2020 has been. Um, it's, it's, it's really inspiring to think about, you know, we have a lot of problems for humanity right now, but if we continue to focus on the future, on where our next steps are, what, what the next uh, path in our journey is, there's a lot of hope there. And it's, um, it's, it's just a, 
it's really fun to do. So, yeah. <laughs> it's been great exploring all that with all the various guests we've had on as well. I mean, Nat's done an amazing job, and even Ryan as well, getting some guests on. Uh, you know, the, the amount of guests we've had and, and the variety of guests we've had in this small space we've been operating is phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, just to reel off a few, we've got we've had um, Tori from Overlook Horizon, we've had Felix from What About It, we've had TJ from Any More Space, we've had um, Robin from Skyrora here in the UK, um, many, many more. Who else have we had? We've had Angry, Miguel, uh, plenty, plenty. The thing is as well, this is not just a one-man effort. I know that a lot of people think of Total Space Networking as not, but, you know, that's not the case. Ryan scored Skyrora and, and fair comment. I've been in touch with Skyrora, but, you know, Ryan and Skyrora have a really special connection. He did their mission patch. That was on him. Miko got our recent guest, Graham, which is going to be releasing after this episode. But Graham Lau, the cosmobiologist, I believe that was a team effort between Miko and Ryan. Don't forget Jishwan and Sebastian. This one and Sebastian as well, who said they were going to be here tonight, but they're not. Ha, 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 ha. Um, no, but I mean, I understand it. They've got content to make, um, you know, and, and there's plenty more guests coming as well. Like each one of the team is working behind the scenes, consistently sourcing content and trying to get um, guests on and, and topics and stuff. It's going to be really good 2021. Let's not forget our listeners. There's Framrick who's been quite a few times on our show. Then we had other members from the society, uh, space community. There's been Stinger NSW, Benno, the Jettisant guy, and of course the 3D animators. Well, lot, a lot has happened in the past two and a half months. And we are now at 30 episodes. And also, let's not forget uh, the community that's uh, stood behind us. I mean, we've had uh, since practically day one, uh, Marco has uh, been with us. The venerable, the honorable Susie uh, has uh, been with us. Um, so many people that have uh, been part of this from the very beginning. And it's uh, like like you said, uh, this, this hasn't been a uh, one man or one woman show. This has been a... Uh, a, a team effort, a group effort, a community effort uh, to make something that is a lot of fun for people to uh, to not only be a part of, but to uh, listen to. Um, it's also been a very uh, democratic thing uh, that we all contribute to this. We all have a say in, in this. Even the community has a say in this. That um, we've we've taken feedback, for example, on YouTube comments. Uh, I think one of the most recent ones was about uh, the. Uh, underlying music in uh, in episodes. There was some feedback about, uh, hey, the music's distracting, and we listened to that. So um, it's it's really a, a a giant group effort, not just the people who are uh, talking in the episodes, but uh, a whole lot of people that contribute to it behind the scenes, um, and even the people who don't realize they're contributing to it, the people who leave comments. Um, that I mean, not only does it help with boosting engagement, which you know, like and comment and share, thank you, uh, but also it helps us to improve and it makes this a, a better series of shows for everyone, for us, for listeners, for everyone. Yeah. And I think we're uh, quite lucky to have a, such a wide range in topic between the each, each show really and cover it, cover so, so, so much ground. Cause you get some guys that are just purely doing deep dive stuff and nothing else, or they're purely doing the news stuff and nothing else, or they're purely doing 
the deep space future stuff and nothing else where it's where covering although albeit three separate shows as a whole the total space network covers it week in week out which is absolutely fantastic and it works because we have you know uh, I added the becoming multiplanetary now. Miko edits the deep dive, and now you've just started editing the space update as well. And because we all edit our own stuff, it runs like clockwork, and that's how that's the secret sauce. That's how we're able to do it because the work is split as a team. The entire effort, really, you know, like there's points where I was editing audio um, in the beginning, like you know, some points there was nine hours edit for an ep- for an ed- for an episode. And for the most part, that's just snipping the little ums, the ahs, the mistakes out, you know, not not really removing much content. And then Miko comes at us and he's like, yo, I've got this really cool system. Look, you can just remove every bit of silence at the push of a button. So now all of a sudden, everyone's just got six hours saved, you know, and that, that's thanks to a team effort. And then these and- these are the little bits like Kage saying, you know, there's so much going on behind the scenes. We've got Jay, who is silent. He's not spoken on any episodes. He's barely mentioned even, but he's running the Discord things smoothly for us. He's making sure that things are going well. Even for this recording, as an example, uh, the first attempt at this recording, we forgot the audio bots. So Jay made sure that that wasn't an issue. He put them in uh, through. So as you say, in listener comments, um, que- you know, any any questions anyone has, the Patreon support, just the love we're getting. There's you know, there's nobody that's come back and said oh, it's bad, and just left it at that. You know, if somebody's had an issue, they've said, this is the issue, this is what I feel would work better, and we've tried to improve on that as a team. And let's not forget all the bloopers that uh, Jay has put together. Uh, <laughs> all the all the things that get cut out from uh, recordings, or especially like, uh, so, so we use uh, a, a series of things to record, not just uh, Discord, for example, but we also use... Uh, background services to record things, which um, typically we're doing push talk in Discord, but the background services record open mic. So that's where I'll, especially uh, for for my brother in arms over here, uh, Rich, I'll leave him uh, little nuggets of gold where while somebody is talking, just uh, pop a little something extra special in for him. And uh <laughs> And then, of course, Jay gets those, and of course, those make it onto a blooper soundboard, and of course, those get used in uh, <laughs> in our uh, uh, voice chats. So, um, yeah, it's it's uh, Jay. You've been uh, awesome, and uh, continue to be awesome. So, uh, we love you. Yeah, absolutely. And overall, the feedback we have gotten is very positive and. I've been quite overwhelmed by it and all of our guests have been helping us spread our content without them we wouldn't be here today for sure so let's go around in a circle uh favorite moment since we first started doing these podcasts uh, your your one defining favorite moment so Nat, start with you i think for me the defining moment is I know for, for everybody that was here early, I had this obsession with episode 20. And I was like, if we can get episode 20 done, then we're podcasters. Past that, we're, we're just some guys speaking at, at an audience. Um, and then I remember releasing the bonus episode, I believe, which came after episode 20. And then I was like, wait a second. No, we've hit episode 20 already. And it, it already passed. But that moment in then 
you know, was was for me exciting because I'd been really focused on getting to episode 20. I'm cruising our way on to 40. But uh, just to carry on from that, um, I think my I think the favourite episode, in, just in general, it's just quite hard to choose because there's just so much good content from all three shows. Um, but I quite enjoy some of the deep dive episodes with that uh, Miko's done, the ones I've listened to, the ones I've been in, whether it be Starlink, whether it be anything SpaceX related or, or anything else like the Crew Dragon or anything like that. Just really enjoy the uh, deep dive episodes, I think. What was your favourite moment, Ryan? And the favourite moments... Uh, Probably just actually starting a podcast with Aaron and just sitting down and just doing it and like and then realizing yeah I can do this I can definitely do this. That first call we had together, Ryan, where like I just said we just need to do a podcast and you're like, "Are you really doing this?" And I'm like, "Do it on my phone. I'll do it. I'll do it any way you want." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we were like, "Yeah, we're doing this. Let's do it." And uh, we recorded the trailer originally, me and Ryan, and then we included Miko. And then we brought on this amazing team of people and just thought, man, the trailer's good enough. It's got the three of us in it. We'll not record another one. Um, but no, it's, it's been a laugh so far. It's, it's genuinely a pleasure that you gentlemen and ladies are working as Total Space as this team of people decided to give up any free time you had to help us educate the masses and to bring a, a fun and hopefully educational show to a wider audience. Go on, Miko. Give us your favourite moment. It has to be the feedback we have gotten from the episodes. I mean, first episodes, I remember Steffi from What About It saying that she started listening it while building some furniture with Felix. And Felix was also just listening and, hey, I remember these voices. And they are actually good. <laughs> so hearing that was very nice. And... Another fun moment for me has been the formation of Mikko Fan Club. Yes, hashtag Mikko Fan Club. And my my favorite moment has to do with with Kage right there. Um, it was when we first moved over to using Enwecaster, and so when when we record our shows, as Kage mentioned earlier, we use multiple sources of recording so that if one fails we have a backup so that when we edit it all together we've always got a source of what everyone's saying from somewhere it's very very important when you're recording a show like this but what Enwecaster does is even though you might have push to talk on discord Enwecaster is has a separate line to your microphone and will record continuously so even if other people are speaking, you can still speak into the microphone and you will still show up as a peak on your graph when it's imported into a, a digital audio workstation of your choice. So uh, anyway, it was a becoming multiplanetary edit like any other and I pulled in these new Enwecaster files, really clean audio, it was really nice. And uh, there was a guest speaker speaking for about maybe three to four minutes continuously, and I see a random spike on Kage's graph. Now, I assume this person's talking, they might have just coughed or something in the background, and the microphone's picked it up. So I, I go over to it, click the solo on Kage's track, and I just get this Hey, Rich, how's it going? <laughs> to to uh, I I completely wasn't expecting that. Um, that there may have been flying coffee. 
<laughs> You're welcome for that. Don't worry. I'm going to leave you uh, some more precious nuggets in the future. Um, oh, man. I've had a few uh, favorite moments. Um, just being part of this has been a, uh ongoing favorite moment. Um, if I had to pin it down to one, I would say probably the interview that we did with... Uh, uh, with Angry, the first interview that we did with uh, the Angry Astronaut, I've always had a soft spot in my hot, uh, a soft spot in my heart <laughs> for him. Um, just there's something something about the way he does his content, the way that he is just raw, unabashed. Uh, really pours his heart into it and uh, does it on uh, what, what seems like practically a shoestring budget. Um, where he just he doesn't care he he uh uh wants to get his uh get his thoughts out there and his thoughts are good they're really good and i think that was the first real interview that we uh that i was part of on becoming multiplanetary and that one was was super fun because i was i was nervous as hell i had a a little bit of a a, a fanboy moment with him uh cuz it just getting uh being able to to talk with this person whose content I've always enjoyed and and just I don't know something about like the way he delivers it that gravelly voice is just um amazing and then finally get to chat with him I was like oh my god oh my god this is awesome this is awesome uh that was that was really fun but um I I I do have to hand this one over to Jay because uh there is also one other favorite moment that I have and Jay that's your cue it's the bloopers and Jake. All right, guys. Well, here we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the magic of the commands. Was that was that a bit of pressure there for you, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> you you no. all can't see this currently, but uh, as as we're recording, we also have a uh, no mic chat uh, text channel uh, where he's uh, uh, talking to us. Um, Sometimes he even acts as like a bit of a producer in a way. So um, I he he wanted a, a moment to to play with some bloopers, and I figured I'd just uh, throw him on the spot there for uh, for a quick second. <laughs> I've currently got a dog stood right there, trying to sneak away on from the sofa. I've got behind the laptop onto the table as well. I'm gonna talk about don't work with children and animals. Oh, never mind. She's now trying to climb under the nest. So that's been uh, 2020 in. Recap, uh, unless there was anything else that uh, y'all wanted to add about 2020. Um, what are y'all looking forward to in 2021? Well, actually, about that, we have something planned, don't we? For the channel. We have many things planned. <laughs> uh, yeah, so when we move into 2021, the hope is that we're going to be changing th- some things around internally on the back end so that you will be able to listen to our podcast almost anywhere, really. Right, yeah. So um, we do have a website. It's not quite functional yet, uh, totalspace.net. And it's a work in progress. One of the things that uh, we have planned for 2021 is to launch that as a uh, full-fledged website, which would actually be the the primary location for our content. Um, we have a few things that we need to uh, connect together. Uh, first of all, to get that working, we want to integrate it, for example, with uh, Patreon, so that our Patreon users can, um, or our Patreon supporters can also uh, interact with us on the website. Um, use that as a way to connect our podcast to 
the 150 some odd different services out there uh, that exist for podcast syndication um, and also uh, many other things. It's it's just the the starting point for it, but it'll uh, basically be our the, the central hub for where you can find us, find our content, and where we uh, syndicate everything from. So uh, look forward to that. Um, that should hopefully be launching somewhere in January of next year, um, barring any any issues there. <laughs> so that's one of the things. Um, we have a lot of things planned for 2021. Yeah, there's there's quite a few things planned. Some we can talk about. Well, one thing is more live streams with video, like this one. Oh, fantastic. Yes. Um, so 2021 for me going forward is about taking total space from where we are now and to where we're going to be. It's about more content for you guys, the listeners. It's about um, better equipment for the host so that we can record better quality content. It's about more guests and more good times, really. The same stuff we've been doing, just amplified and personified. And really, also, in 2021, we want to hear more from you, listeners. Like, really, we want to hear more from you. We want, like, what you want us to talk about. You know, do you want to suggest anything? Do you have any feedback for, you know, our shows? We, we love hearing from you, so please, you know, write to us, message us, you know, check us out, because we, we love engaging with you, because at the end of the day, you are the guys that are consuming this content, so you are the guys we want to hear from the most. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Whether, it, whether it's random questions about anything we talk about as well, just uh, extra notes of information that you want there. Uh, random Elon facts. We're good at those. <laughs> now that's a fun story in itself. We, me, I think it was was it me and you, Miko, doing a an episode. Uh, I don't know if yeah, I think so. Deep dives, nothing related to SpaceX or anything like that. It's just like me and Miko proper into it. Like, oh, what do you think about this, Miko? Yeah, oh, yeah, right. And then Aaron goes, "If you stacked Elon's money up, like if it's, it's all it was like, where are you going with this? We're talking about something completely different here. She went off on a complete tangent of talking about Elon and how he'd stack his cash up and he'd fall. How many thousands of feet is it, Aaron? Go on. 330,000 feet. <laughs> Just came random, out about you. Yeah. <laughs> random like, Elon fact. <laughs> Just like, random, random Elon fact. His, his full name is Elongated Muskrat. Yeah. <laughs> Another random Elon fact. Um, his middle name is Fax Machine Noises. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and some of our content has been viewer request. For example, Framrick, who's our Patreon, uh, did request a deep dive to launch sites, orbits. So I did one. And some of the content's inspired as well. And off the back of our uh, um, deep dive with Benno, he's touched base with animators regarding how to make that audio sound better how to get those, and that, that aero-breaking episode, so many people have approached me afterwards and gone, man, that was a really good episode. Like, I, I'm non-biased, I can't really say this was the one episode for me, but yeah, it's definitely up there as a good episode. Let's go around the table a little bit and uh, talk about what does each show's host see as the most uh, interesting thing for 2021, the thing that they're most looking forward to. Um, Miko, let's start with you. I would say doing more live streams because after the first one I realized it's pretty fun and we could actually do some Q&A sessions with our 
listeners or Patreon members. Yeah, that's for me. What about you, Ryan? Uh, thing I'm going to talk about 2021. Uh, so many things, to be honest. Um, just getting some more more guests on because obviously we had Sky Aurora on. But in terms of uh, companies themselves, I've had too many on yet. So we're looking at uh, the likes of uh, Black Arrow Space and getting Sky Aurora back on, um, especially because they're launching their first rocket next year. So in the works that hopefully COVID depending, we should be on site for. Yeah, visiting there the site pending what goes on in the world and you rich for me i would hope all being well if if it doesn't get delayed or anything like i'd like like to see artemis come to fruition because uh that that would be in in essence becoming multiplanetary but it's still you know we're, we're on another celestial body so that's that's like what i'm waiting for i think for me um and I can't give too much information on it yet, but we have some guests in the works, uh, people that we want to talk to, uh, some uh, content that we want to curate for uh, becoming multiplanetary. And what I'm looking forward to the most is the discussions that we'll have with uh, some potential hopeful uh, guests about that very topic of what are humanity's next steps the things that they've been involved in that will bring us there um that's really exciting for me no what about you being able to spend another awesome year with you guys doing podcasts i can't do that for love no money that's really difficult (laughs) (laughs) it kind of hurts the thumbs a little bit doesn't it so we did have some questions curated from our uh patreon members earlier uh give me two seconds Jay has a question while you're looking for those, and that is, hey, Nut, could we get another random Elon fact? Random Elon fact number 305. He's the second richest man in the world. List. <laughs> is he really? He is. He'll soon be the first as well. He's only about um, 20, 30 billion. Oh, my God, it's only 20, 30 billion. If anyone's got that in spare change, I'll take it. But, yeah, he's chasing Jeff Bezos pretty quick. He's already uh, surpassed Bill Gates. Oh, yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that happened a few weeks ago. Yeah, I don't really pay attention to people's net worth, so I, I wasn't aware. I mean, most of it, um, most of it is tied up in Tesla. But yeah, in terms of um, like monetary value, is the second richest, right? Yeah, no small amount of money. But I mean, once Starlink properly comes online and everything else and... SpaceX get even bigger with Starship and everything else. It'll just accelerate even more, won't it? And that's that's just that's just mind-boggling when you consider the fact that you know Jeff Bezos has not only Amazon, which is, to my knowledge, practically the world's largest online retailer, maybe second only to like Alibaba, and also AWS, and also so many other things that he's invested in. And you look at Elon, for example, he's got what SpaceX, Tesla, a few other companies here or there that probably don't produce anywhere close to a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of the of the uh, of the money that you have from like Amazon or AWS or something, and he's chasing that fast on Bezos. It's just new innovative technologies, isn't it? Rather than just being another business selling another product, it's something totally completely new. Like electric cars is a new new thing. 
rockets that land, new thing. And again, Starship can be essentially a multi-planetary rocket, essentially. I mean, I think that really speaks to the uh, one, of, one of the great things to look forward to in 2021 is that um, just how important, really, uh, these, these future technologies are. And especially talking about them, uh, getting the information out there about uh, what the the importance of uh, of of the evolution of space technology, the importance of the evolution of uh, something that we practically rarely talk about, like uh, electric cars and so forth. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. We've got the questions, Rich. Yes, uh, there's actually quite a few there now for us to curate through. Susie asked a question, what's your favourite planet stroke celestial body or one that you'd love to see in person if you could? We'll go around the table with that one. Not you, Star. I think I would say anywhere that's not Earth. Like, I'm destined to die on Mars, so I'll eventually see that. But just any anywhere that's not Earth, really, I'm a bit fed up of it. I know we take it for granted and everyone goes, oh, there's not another one like it anywhere, but... You know, I really want off this pale blue dot and out into the solar system. Regardless of what planetary body I'm visiting, I'd, I'd really just like to be anywhere that's not here. Yeah, so just hop around on the International Space Station, looking down at Earth, seeing how, how small it actually is. But in terms of planets or celestial bodies, I'd probably say Saturn in the, the rings, just to see it in person, rather than it just being a pretty picture on a screen. See it in person. That's the one for me. Yeah, I, I would pick... One of the moons of Saturn, maybe Enceladus, so you could step on it and see the rings of Saturn. I'm a bit more of a uh, realist, I guess, because like if you if you look at um, you know Saturn or Jupiter or something like that, that would take months, if not years, uh, to get there and back. I think I'd be content with the moon um, to to relive the experiences of the. Uh, how many was it? 24 astronauts uh, that have been uh, on or around the moon that to be able to see the earth from that perspective, where it's just this little pale blue dot. Uh, well, not that little, but small enough where you could just hold your thumb out and block out the entire earth. Oh God. Breathtaking wouldn't even come close to the, the feeling that that would, that that would give me. I, I gotta be cliche and, and say, you know, I, I've been fascinated with Mars for the longest time, uh, watching various documentaries and, and shows about it, so I, it would have to be the red planet for me, it, it holds a certain fascination for me. Yeah, and to take a moment to reflect on what Kage was just saying there, imagine in that moment you're holding your thumb up and you're blocking out the view of the Earth, what you're doing with your thumb there from any planet you're on if you, if you do that same thing. Is you put your thumb to hide everything you've ever seen, every place you've ever visited, everything you've ever tasted, every person you ever loved. You know, and that that's what ultimately the focus of this show is. We're all passionate about space and we've all got that drive towards humans going to space, whether it's becoming multiplanetary or taking a deeper look at how some of the stuff work. You know, we're we're here passionate about space and it's, it's a really exciting future we're moving towards, even if it's not my generation that gets to space at least the next generation has more of a chance. And if their generation doesn't make it, the one after them is definitely going, you know, it's, it's incredible to think. So Framrick asked one as well. He asked, who would be the ultimate number one guest on a show besides Elon? I would pick Gwen Shotwell. Yeah, I'd imagine she would have quite a few interesting things to say about SpaceX. 
Yeah, she's more interesting to listen to than Elon, I would say. I've all been trying to poach uh, Tori from uh, ULA, but uh, no luck with that. <laughs> yeah, we tried. I'd have to say Dr. Robert Zubrin. I've been a fan of his work since discovering him. He's a pro-Mars advocate, a humans-to-space advocate. He's racked up so many accolades that just reading them off would be an entire show in itself. You know, and, and really he's one of the most predominant voices in humans to space. So I'd really like to pick his brain apart in total space. I'd say I'd love to talk to uh, an astronaut. Maybe, like, for example, uh, Scott Kelly or uh, Chris Hadwell uh, or Hadfield um, or maybe uh, one of the surviving astronauts from the Apollo era maybe especially one of the surviving astronauts of the Apollo era, just to, just to hear from, from themselves, what was it like riding the most incredible rocket that has ever been built? I mean, no offense to, to Elon Musk. There has never been anything like, and probably will never be anything like, again, a Saturn V rocket. And I've, I've uh, heard stories about how like it would crunch, like you could feel this kind of like spring effect as it was launching because there was so much metal underneath of you that was compressing and expanding as it was getting to its, uh, uh, like as it was uh, lifting off, just what did that feel like? I, I have to know. I, 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 I would love to talk to an astronaut. So that already said, Dr. Robert Zubrin, um, he's an, he's a really interesting chap to me. I'd love to, to pick his brains, but failing that, I would also really like to speak to Peter Diamandis. Um, whom we also did try reaching out to recently, didn't we, Kage? Yeah, um, I don't know if we've gotten a response yet or not, but uh, there's there's a lot of people that we've reached out to, uh, a lot of people that we'd love to talk to. So, shall I take the next question? Go Pass it around the room. room. Yeah. If you got the chance to see one launch from history live, which launch would it be? For me, that is, that's a no-brainer. The Apollo 11 launch, just, just to, to see... Saturn V lifting that, lifting all that mass into into orbit, taking uh, those three astronauts to the moon. I can't imagine what uh, what that moment of history must have felt like. I, I would have loved to have seen that live. Yeah, you convinced me. Incredible. <laughs> Apollo Eleven, for sure. But next up would maybe be the Falcon Heavy test mission. Yeah. Um... The Falcon Heavy test mission is definitely my my number one there. Just being able to be there live, seeing the two boosters come down simultaneously, is just mind-blowing. For me, I think um, a lot of people would say the Apollo missions. I think the Mercury missions hold a lot of significance, and I'd really like to probably have seen some of those Mercury launches. Um, and the, the V2 program, Although not really a rocket in the way that we understand rockets, and, and you know most people conceptualize a rocket, they think like Saturn, they think Falcon, but the V two in its own right made some amazing achievements, and so those kind of launches I'd like to have seen if I could have seen in person as well. How about you, Ryan? Uh, I'd probably say like the the Apollo eleven, of course, it would be absolutely insane just to see that thing just launch the pad, just the sound alone and everything, and um, but even some of the the old, old shuttle launches, just to see some of those launch. Um, I've never really seen a rocket launch at all, but to see some of the shuttle launches as well, I think it would have been great to see some of those. Okay, so 
we have another question. Other than SpaceX, what is the space provider or space tech you are most looking forward to in 2021? Let's start off with you, Nut. I'm really excited to see where Rocket Lab are heading next. We saw the Owls Night Begins. Uh, recently, I was very impressed. Uh, unfortunately, no recovery attempts like there was Return to Sender. But nevertheless, an important mission, you know, over 2021, we are going to see them progress their recovery attempts and hopefully use a chopper to catch a rocket midair. Rich? For me, uh, in 2021, I think I've mentioned it earlier, it's got to be the Artemis mission for me, for sure. You think that'll happen in 2021? Mm, Jury's out on that one, but uh, I'd like it to. I'd like it to. Yeah. Mika? I think it would be the Blue Origins new Glen. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. What about you, Ryan? Yeah, yeah. I'd probably say some of the newer companies, uh, you've got Skyrara launch at the beginning of the year, but then you've also got Astra and Firefly coming on very soon as well. So it'd be great to see what those two new, new companies bring to the table in terms of making the rocket generally just usable, but then how they're going to develop that to make it reusable because they all have a reusable plan at the end and they're all different different directions really so it'd be really great to see that how it develops and how they develop the rocket towards that yeah i fully agree with you there actually that's going to be my exact answer too i i mean you know there it's it's really great to see what uh what spacex is doing what um uh rocket lab is doing but i i'm really excited to see especially right on the heels of astra's almost success they were this close just um, 0.5 kilometers uh, per uh, per second of uh, uh, of reaching orbit. I, I'm excited to see what happens with them, with Firefly, with Skyrora, with with all the small uh, new startups. Because you know, just just a little over a decade, uh, maybe two decades ago, that's what SpaceX was. That's what uh, Rocket Lab was. It's it's going to be incredible to see what these small startups become. For sure. Yeah. Have you seen what Jay's posted in the chat concerning the countdown to Mars? Oh, yeah, for the uh, uh, Perseverance rover. Yeah, I, I think I was looking at that not long ago. Just, I, I always sort of check up on it to see how far it is along its journey. Some really, really, really exciting science about the Perseverance rover. But yes. Whether all that science is going to get conducted in 2021 or not is a different story. I'm really excited for the Ingenuity helicopter. I think that's just amazing. Cannot wait to see it. There's the Moxie experiments aboard. Um, you know, there's there's the um, chem lab for looking for signs of life and stuff. The Perseverance rover is going to be important in 2021. But then, and there's, and there's all, the little, all the little capsules that they're going to leave behind as well for, to be collected later on. The irony in those capsules is that by the time NASA gets approval to send a, a return mission, SpaceX might be able to just pick them up for them. Yep. Okay, so let's uh, go to the uh, next question. And by the way, uh, many of these questions came from uh, Framerick, so thank you so much, Framerick, for the questions. Um, Would you consider an episode widening into speculative topics such as the Fermi paradox, or is it best to keep uh, keep it in the current science with potential future technologies realm? Uh, No, would absolutely be interested in that. Um, Actually... Uh, I think that would be a, a great uh, episode to do on something like becoming multiplanetary. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Rich? Yeah, I mean, the, the Fermi paradox is a really interesting concept. Uh, it's 
and it ties in really nicely with uh, being a multiplanetary species. So I really don't see why not. Yeah, I totally agree. And uh, <laughs> the rest of uh, the rest of you guys, you're uh, also more than welcome to join us on an episode like that. Uh, that'd be a really interesting uh, topic to discuss. Cool. Thank you for the <laughs> for the idea. Um, yeah, so let's let's go for another question for uh, the group. Where would be the place you would most like to send a space probe or robotic explorer? Miko, I can see uh, you've got a uh, quixotic look on your face. Uh, what are you thinking about? Well, I would have to take Titan. There's already going the Dragonfly mission, but Titan is a good choice for finding life. I was going to say the same Titan Europa. I think somewhere around that region. Just want to paint the moon, head head over there, kind of thing. Well, after Mars, obviously. But Venus for me. I'd really like a more conclusive look at the recent phosphine findings on Venus. So if I could choose a robotic mission, it would. right now I think Venus holds a lot of keys to the building blocks of our own planet, and we just need to get to a point where we can develop technology that's capable of collecting results on venus which is quite hard i know the russians built a tank of a lander didn't they lasted all of was it nine minutes before it, it was consumed and that was you know sort of like super strengthened heat resistant hardware nine minutes it landed so i think if if i could send a, a robotic mission anywhere it would definitely be to the venusian atmosphere to see what the phosphine is about new rich uh, I'd probably say a robotic explorer to Phobos, if I was to, to have to pick. Specifically for tectonic activity on Phobos. It's interesting. It'd be interesting to learn the, uh, the lunar dynamics of how two moons work on a, a planet as opposed to just having the one, and how the different masses work, and how much tectonic activity does it create and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I I've I've got to I've got to pull the joke. I would I would like to probe Uranus. <laughs> no, but seriously, actually I would like to send a uh a probe to uh Uranus or Neptune. I don't think that we've ever really explored them uh that much other than uh just just passing by them. Um I know that we've uh sent some at least one probe uh, maybe two into was it either Saturn or Jupiter or both? Um, I've lost track to, at this point. We've, we've the Voyagers. To what? The Voyagers one and two. No, but uh, actually flown into uh, the atmosphere. Uh, there's been Juno for Jupiter. Yeah, that's yeah. my memory. So I think it would be really interesting to um, to to send some uh, probes into uh, Uranus and Neptune to. Uh, discover what is their atmospheric composition. I mean, we, we kind of have an idea of it, but we've never actually sent anything into them so far as I'm aware. Uh, I think it'd be really interesting to explore those planets because they don't really get a whole lot of attention other than just a couple of flybys. Bear with me, I just lost the questions. <laughs> ah, there we go. Okay, and if you had the chance to fly on New Shepard, VSS Unity, or Crew Dragon, which would you prefer and why? Rich, let's start with you. I'm probably going to have the really obvious boring answer here and say, as of right now, I'd pick Crew Dragon because it's flight rated, like it's it's human rated now. So 
that that would be the the obvious answer for me. But to be honest, I I like the aesthetics anyway, like the the design, the interior, the aesthetics, uh, the, the 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 touch UI, everything is so simplistic, and it it looks like I could even learn how to control it. I mean, I did try my hand at the the SpaceX simulator thing, trying to dock with the ISS. I, I'm terrible at that. Don't, don't ever let me do that. But <laughs> the rest of it, you know, looking through the diagnostics and stuff like that, that seems really simple and straightforward. It's it's like navigating a mobile phone interface almost. I mean, it practically is almost a mobile phone interface. We, we even uh, did a, a deep dive discussion about that, uh, about it's, it's just um, Chromium. It's a... Google Chrome-like browser and uh, JavaScript, HTML, CSS. I mean, how much simpler can you get with that? That's, uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, I think I think like you, um, it'd be uh, an easy interface to use. But uh, I, I learned as well with that uh, simulator that I am very skilled at crashing into the International Space Station. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's 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 not just a skill; it's an art form. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, how about you? Uh, obviously, the obvious answer is uh, Crew Dragon, because um, it's, it's you just but just the design of it as well, just so simplistic to what we used to see in in terms of if you compare it to the likes of Starliner, Star just uh, all the buttons and gizmos in that, and then you look at Crew the Dragon module, just like as if they've been although the pretty mod- modern capsules that look like they've been built in two different centuries entirely. Well, I'd say, I've got to say the the crew the dragon module outright by far. Maybe see we haven't seen what starships like on the inside, so that could be it all. Miko, had you asked this a year ago, I would have said New Shepard because it had been it had flown quite a few more times than Dragon Capsule, but seeing SpaceX uh, send six astronauts to the ISS so far. I would have to pick the Crew Dragon for sure. I'm going to go a little bit different here, and I'd say I'd ride the New Shepard. Um, it's a bit of a different experience. It's a longer space flight uh, on the Crew Dragon, because naturally the Crew Dragon's focusing on crew rotations for the ISS, whereas the New Shepard is just sort of touching the common line and giving you a, back, a, a ride back down to Earth, and I think that would be an experience not necessarily better than riding to the ISS, but I think it would be a fun experience nevertheless. So I'd, I'd say um, the, the new Shepard I would prefer to ride right now in 2020, 2021. Um, yeah, I think I'm kind of like uh, split down the middle there uh, that I'd like to ride the Crew Dragon just because it looks uh, comfy. Uh, it looks, it's of, of course, it's it's crew rated. But also something about those giant windows in the uh, New Shepard capsule. I mean, those things are huge. And the whole point of the New Shepard is to just go up and do somersaults in space and go beyond the Carmine line, which honestly, that's just my my biggest and probably only real bucket list item. Either one of those for me. But I, I might have a little bit more of a lean towards the New Shepard just because... That view, oh, that view would be amazing. Work as well, doesn't it, in the new Shepard? If you're in the Dragon, it seems like you'll be touching consoles and checking systems all day. The new Shepard, first and foremost, is built for space tourism. It's for touching the common line and not doing a thing. 
you know, it's, it's completely controlled by Blue Origin. It's just a case of you, your buddies sitting there till you get to space, take a couple of minutes in space, and then a vicious ride back down to Earth. Right, exactly. It's it's about the experience rather than rather than uh, the mission of it. It's about just having having that journey. And um, I think I think maybe that's something that uh, does kind of draw me toward toward us more is is that it's just um, it's it's just the experience, the the raw, exhilarating uh, journey of it all. So, where do you see like where, where does everybody see Total Space like five years from now? Um, let's let's start with not. <laughs> Hard to say. I mean, I'd, I'd like to say that we'll be doing what we're doing in a more professional environment. I think to say five years from now when I can barely see six months down the line is a little bit what off. All right, let, let me just rephrase that then. So let's say six months from now. I mean, I was talking rubbish anyway. I can see two years from now, but I'll pretend like I didn't. Um, recording more awesome content with you guys more amazing stories to cover and more amazing people to share that with you know i know we give our patreon supporters a lot of love but uh, you know there's i just I, I like that everybody's got a space story you know each each one of you guys here today has a space story and that includes the eavesdrop listeners i i it just it fascinates me and if i can continue broadcasting everybody's story you know and i've, I've made no secret i say to almost anyone that asks they go, oh, can I do a podcast? I'm like, yeah, when? What would you like to talk about? Which show would you like to be on? You know, it's, it's about that community vibe and, and building the excitement for humans going to space. Because that, that is coming. It's on the cards, you know, like we, it should have been happening in the 60s off the back of the Apollo program. We should have been going to space in mass as, as people, but we didn't. And now here we are later and it's happening. Well, Elon did tweet after the SN8, you know, he said, Mars, here we come. Whether that's in the 2020s or the 2030s, I think to say that late 2020s, a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, 2026, 2029 windows. But then I'm sort of like, mm, Elon timelines, we've got to worry about, you know, we, originally we were supposed to have a Starhopper flight and then a full stack Starship flight months after that. Here we are, <laughs> like a year later. And, and we've only just now seen a full stack Starship flight. So, I mean, I'm not necessarily going to hang my hopes on Elon Musk getting to Mars in the 2020s, but yeah, by the 2030s, we should start to see humans becoming multi-planetary. I think uh, I'd to see the podcast in six months or a year or even two years or even a few years. I think it's, like like Aaron said, just a lot, a lot better content, uh, generally improve as we go along, as we have been from the start. But uh, maybe even step into our comfort zone and do little bits out on site, like actually going to people and interviewing them in their place of work. But how feasible that is, we'll just have to figure it out and wing it as we go. Yeah. Doing some on-site reporting would be quite fun, actually. Maybe at some point even going to see some launch live. But yeah, for six months, I just hope that we have a steady rise in listener numbers and we can make our content better yeah i, I agree with you there miko that uh i in, in the next six months i'd like to see us um really uh get into that groove that we're, we're pretty much already there of uh finding the um the the contents that we want to uh, get out there uh having the um 
uh, having everything in that kind of a um, consistently, uh, the, the kind of a consistent uh, format of having uh, guests coming in, uh, frequently having um, a lot of uh, uh, good listener feedback, uh, community feedback, uh, growth in our community, in our uh, uh, Patreon supporters and so forth. But in the in the more longer term future, I'd like to see all of that of, you know, having us with press credentials that we're actually on site doing um, that, that we're doing interviews uh, with other news agencies that we have a um, production team uh, that is helping us with uh, curating people that we actually have to um, that we have to turn down talking with people that we have people coming at us saying, Hey, we'd like to be on your show. And we say, sorry, we just don't have time in our calendar currently because we have so much, so many great people that we're already talking to so much great content that we're producing that we have so many things to do there. Um, I, I, I love to see this turn into a, uh, something that becomes a, especially an educational platform, something that is used in, uh, in, school assignments. Okay, class, listen to uh, this and that episode of uh, Total Space and uh, give us a report on the things that you learned from this. Uh, you know, Educating people is something that I've always had as a, as a huge passion of mine, and I'd love for us to turn into something that uh, we become uh, one of the many great sources of educational material about what's going on in the space industry, uh, where's humanity headed next, um, I'd really like to see that, and I'm uh, hopefully optimistic that in uh, just a few short years uh, we'll be there. Yeah, that's 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 sort of really nice, uh, and definitely I, I agree with everything that you just said. And for me, um, me personally, I'm looking forward to in six months. By the end of six months, you and me, Kage, will have recorded some fairly interesting things if everything pans out as we expect. And uh, by then, I will have hoped to have seen uh, a rise in listeners myself as well. And I, I really like the idea, you know, you mentioned there about um, education and whatnot and how a class might be referred to our podcasts, but why not actually, you know, once this whole COVID thing is over, go and do guest lectures, you know, actually go, go to a place and do a guest lecture. And also one thing you mentioned there about being so busy that we'd have to turn like guest speakers away. That's never going to happen. And I'll tell you why, because not right there would just end up making another show and making more time. <laughs> yeah. Fair point. Okay. <laughs> As I already said, it's about everybody's space story. Everyone's got a story to tell, and there'll be no turn anyway for as long as I'm helm at this ship. Yeah, fair point. <laughs> well, I remember initially it was just going to be a conglomerate of podcasts initially, and then we were like, well, when is it all going to release? It ought to be structured and organised so it doesn't overlap too much and stuff like that. So obviously we have the, the recording schedule then the release schedule and everything like that. So we're going to wrap it up there, guys, because it's getting really late for everybody, especially Miko and Susie, Marco, and Kage. We're all in England, so it doesn't make as much of a difference. Oh, Miko, certainly. Miko's like three hours ahead of us. Yeah, it's over 1am here.
I mean, if you want to do, got any more questions before we wrap? No, I don't think we have any more questions. Doing a little bit of a wrap up outro. Merry Christmas. So thanks for watching and listening today, guys. I've been another space nut and Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year if you celebrate Christmas. If not, Happy Holidays anyway. I've been right from the space. (laughs) Go ahead, sorry. And I've been Ryan from the Space Updates. Hope you have a good, great Christmas and New Year if you want. I'll catch you in 2021. I've been Mikko, the host of Deep Dive Fridays. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Okay. Hey, everyone. I'm Kage. I am one of the co-hosts of Becoming Multiplanetary. It has been an absolute pleasure uh, to share these experiences with all of you, uh, with all of our uh, great co-hosts here, with uh, you, the listeners, our uh, Patreon supporters. Um, for uh, everyone out there, uh, Merry, Christ- uh, Merry Christmas, uh, Happy Hanukkah, um, all the other uh, holidays. Um enjoy uh, this uh, uh this new year hopefully 2021 brings uh a much brighter year than 2021 or than 2020 has been and uh yeah we'll see each other uh, next year and i've been rich lb another co-host of becoming multiplanetary along with Kage there and thank you all for joining us that have been here tonight guys and thank you all who are watching us over the holiday season uh, we hope you have a great holiday season, and we genuinely wish you all here, wish you all from us here at Total Space a great 2021, and hopefully it's better than 2020 has been. As always, when we round off, I like to do my little thing. Big shout out to Sammy Oscuro, What About It, Jishwan and Sebastian, Gio Pagliari, Framrick, Susie R, and Marco. For being our Patreons, you guys are absolutely amazing, uh, supporting us, especially during these times as well. It is very, very humbling, and uh, we are absolutely in awe of your support. Thank you so much. And if you also would like uh, to, uh, if you also like what you hear, and you'd also like to consider supporting us, you can find us at patreon.com/forward/slash/total space.